Mindless Can, the podcast with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushel. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work and in your community. Greetings and, of course, cheery salutations as always from myself, Jane Lindley Thomas. Another podcast courtesy of Kindness Can. Greetings, uh, psychologist Paul Bushel and very dear friend. Jane Lindley Thomas, it is always the highlight of my week to spend some time with you on the Kindness Can podcast. How are you today, Jane? Uh, I'm so well, thank you. And I'm, I'm really, I don't think looking forward is the right word, but I... I want to get stuck into this conversation this week. Uh, we've got a guest with us. Uh, she's not only an incredible businesswoman and a community cheerleader of note and one of the most positive people that I know, she is also a mom. And today we welcome Peach Prochet to the Kindness Can uh, podcast. Welcome, my friend. Hello, Jane. Hello, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so honored to share this space with you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Peachy, we're chatting about something today, which, I mean, of course, we've all heard of drink spiking. But I, had, I really wasn't aware that it was as severe and as common as it is. And first of all, I just want to say at the beginning of this conversation, as always, you inspire the people around you. And again, you've taken something really traumatic and you've turned it into triumph. Tell us your story, my love. Thanks, Jane. Yeah, I also wasn't aware that it was such a, a rough thing in and around the various communities. But my daughter, Skyla, went out on Friday evening to have a couple of drinks and a bit of dinner with some friends at a restaurant in an upmarket suburb. And they had ordered their second drink and a couple of sips in, she started feeling unwell. And as it turns out, her drink had been sparked in this family style restaurant at seven o'clock in the evening. And Jane, when I tell you, you know, pouring over the video footage afterwards, seeing her behavior in the restaurant, how unwell she was, bouncing around, looking for water, just really out of sorts. She ended up vomiting. It took her three days to recover. She shook like she'd been plugged into an electric socket. She sweated. Her eyes were full of blood. She was fainting. She couldn't stand on her own for three days. She hit the floor, hit her head, blood gushing down her face. And for two months, she really, really, really just wasn't well. I couldn't believe the effect it had on her body. And as it turns out, her drink that had been sparked disappeared halfway through her drinking it and just as well because the medical fraternity have said that if she had finished that drink, she could have died. Gosh, mm. Peach, let me get this straight because sometimes when we think about drink spiking, we imagine late nights, uh, nightclubs. Am I right in hearing you say that this happened in a restaurant around dinner time? Yes, Paul. I think that's been the biggest myth that we need to debunk because a lot of people said, oh, but it's a nightclub thing. But so many women have been reaching out to me after hearing about Skylar's story and sharing their stories. And it's happening in restaurants. It's happening at house parties. And a lady even reached out last week and said that her drink had been sparked at a corporate golf day. So it's definitely not just a nightclub thing. And I think another myth uh, that is around, there are a few actually, is that um, it's also only young girls. Absolutely not. We've had young girls. We've had businesswomen on business trips. I even had a lady in her 60s reach out the other day and share her story with me. And I mean, Peach, these are the fortunate that have been able to live to tell the tale. 
Jane, absolutely. And, and you know, we were very fortunate because Skylar was brought home and I think that was a big learning. Don't ever go out on your own or, you know, with someone that doesn't have your back. But some of the girls have not been as fortunate. A lot of them sharing their trauma of robbery, assault, rape, and sadly, a couple have even passed away and their parents have reached out, just absolutely devastated. And I think it needs to be made very clear because there are some folk that have come forward and said, oh, it's just the girls crying wolf because they're experimenting with drugs or they have overindulged and then they wake up the next morning full of regrets. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen, you know, now and again, that might be the exception, but there certainly are enough drug test results and even sadly autopsies to prove the contrary. So, Peachy, you spoke about two myths that have been debunked. So, the first is that this doesn't happen in nightclubs. This is happening, like, right right, right on home soil, so to speak, as well as that this is not something that happens to young girls only. Are there any, is there anything else that we should know about the reality of what's, what happens around drink spiking? Well, interestingly, a, a few people have come forward and said, oh, it's, it's the barman. Because, you know, we've, we'll get to that, but I'd obviously, you know, try to develop a solution to protect the girls. And they said, oh, what's the point? It's the barman. But after having been in a few of these establishments, speaking to the owners, having a look at the number of cameras behind the bar, interviewing barmen and saying, well, what would your motive be? Because, you know, you're at work, you're in uniform. So you sparking someone, it's not exactly like you're going to be able to take advantage of them. So another myth is that it's not just the barman. And I mean, the industry has been so hard hit. So I would hate people to now avoid going to restaurants and bars thinking it's the staff. It's absolutely not. It's normally patron on patron. I think that's another big myth that needs to be debunked. And another one is so many people coming forward and saying, oh, I'm fine. I don't drink alcohol. And with respect, the, the would-be sparker has no idea what's in your glass. We had a lady whose uh, passion fruit and soda was sparked. So please don't think that just because you're ordering a soft drink, you are not likely to be a victim. So you're doing a lot of research around this, hearing, collecting a lot of stories. Uh, you obviously have your own very personal and scary story as a mom. You know, I can't even imagine what it must feel like as a parent to, to get that call and then have to go through the motions of this and watch your child struggle through this, both physically and, of course, emotionally. Give us some advice. Give us some tips. If a guy or a girl is going out and they want to take care of themselves and their drinks, what should they be doing? So, Paul, yes, I think it's also very important to note that um, not only for the person involved, but for those around them, it is not just a physical after effect. The mental and emotional challenges after that about who was with me, who can I trust? Um, there's so many questions that are asked. So that's very valid. And I think my advice would be don't go out alone. Make sure you always have someone that has your back. Also, let people be around people who are aware of how you normally behave so that if you do start behaving in a strange manner, it's automatically a bit of a red flag. And then there are obviously also, you know, organizations that offer brilliant panic alert buttons that you can push that will send the right help to wherever you are in terms of geolocation. So you need to just be very mindful. Don't ever leave your drink alone. Make sure your drink is covered because if your drink is covered, then first of all, it's a visual deterrent, but it's also physically more impossible to spark the drink. And our research again does show that while some people do drop tablets in, the most common form of drink sparking is in drop form. Very easy to put in the glass if the glass is not covered. I mean, I mean, Peach and I were chatting about this conversation before the podcast and I actually was playing a voice note in my car the other day and my 10-year-old son was there. And he said to me, what is drink spiking? And I explained it to him and I could see on his face he was just absolutely perplexed. 
that somebody would be doing this to somebody else. He couldn't quite wrap his head around it. And it really is such a sad state of affairs that there are people in our community that go out with this type of motive. So, I mean, my conversation is leading to a place, Paulie, that there's just got to be so much more education around our young boys. Yeah, I'm sure the statistics show that this is an incident that happens more to girls, okay, uh, and it probably falls part of the incredibly tragic gender-based violence that we see in our country, the pandemic of all pandemics uh, that we know all too well in South Africa. At the same time, I'm sure there are also boys who've had experiences of, of having their drinks spiked. And either way, whether it's a boy or a girl, we certainly need to be having these conversations with young people around what it means to intentionally want to take advantage of someone's vulnerability uh, and hurt that in some way and how, how wrong that is uh, and how incredibly unkind that is and that that's not the way to go about starting and forming healthy relationships in, in your life. We really need to impress the seriousness of this to young people. And it all forms part of that same gender-based violence campaign that we all need to be joining right now, whether that's at home, whether that's in schools, whether that's on digital media platforms. We really, really need to be giving our kids education around how wrong this is. So, Peach, you took a really traumatic experience and you've turned your helplessness into something really powerful and positive. How did that whole thought process happen for you? Well, Jane, I think, you know, in life, things happen to one and come across your path and you can choose to be a victim or a victor. And I always sit back after something has happened and I thought, why did that happen? And what are the lessons and what can we do to make it better for the next person? And that's really where the conversation in my own mind started is how can I prevent other girls and other families going through what we went through? And when I did start doing some research, um, of the 900 and something girls that were interviewed, 57% of them said that their drink had been sparked. 32% of those 57% said more than once, and 60% of them never reported it. So I realized it is a much bigger problem. I was actually a guest speaker at a corporate event uh, two weeks ago, and there were 23 ladies in the room, and six of those ladies in the same room where I was speaking had had their drinks sparked. So I just realized that we have to be part of the solution, and that's why I designed the Drinker Bell, which is a a drinks cover that is just something so easy for the girls to wear out. It's a scrunchie that they can wear in their hair, put it around their wrist as they do. And then when they get to wherever they are, it's got a secret compartment and they pull a liquid resistant drinks cover and their own environmentally friendly silicone straw out of the secret compartment. And that right there is a great prevention for anyone being able to stop anything in your drink because drink sparking is actually a criminal offense. And as someone pointed out to me in any crime, you need a criminal mind and opportunity. So this was one way to minimize the risk. So that, that was kind of how the whole thought process happened. And then having a real heart for community, I thought, yay, okay, we can provide a solution, but there needs to, we also be need to empowering women and give back to women. So we collaborated with the Embo Trust Valley and they have taken on all the manufacturing of the Drinker Bells. So we have now employed, previously unemployed women out of the community. And they are very proudly doing all the sewing of the Drinker Bells. And then we've also committed to giving a portion of the sales back to the Jess Ford Foundation. And Jess and I have specifically had the conversation around those funds being used to sponsor trauma counseling for girls that have been raped as a result of sparking. Gosh. Well, I, you mean to pick up on the end there, and 
it's not just because I'm coming from the, the angle of a, of a psychologist, but I, I really want to make that, emphasize that in this conversation as well, that counseling is so important, taking care of your emotional well-being if this is something that you've been through uh, and talking through it with someone who can hold that space for you uh, and then in time give you ways or ideas of, of trying to process this and manage it for yourself is so important. So I wanted to pull that out. But, but second to that, Peach, well done. <laughs> Absolutely well done. This product just sounds phenomenal. What has the response been like? Oh, Paul, I've been blown away by the response. Firstly, from you know various organizations that have wanted to collaborate because they understand it's a problem. We've been so blessed by those reach outs and then just by the public at large. People saying, please, can you send me one for my daughter, one for my niece, one for me? People have been ordering them because they understand that it's really going to uh, prevent such an incident in their lives, as well as um, just the community coming forward and saying, how can we help? How can we share our expertise? How can we leverage this and get you exposure? So we are really, really, you know, this was always about raising awareness and helping people be mindful. But the support that we've seen in terms of the actual purchase of the product has also just been so heartwarming. And we're so grateful because every drinker bell sold, if it can save one life or prevent one girl from being robbed, raped or assaulted, that makes our hearts very glad. Paulie, you see the different fabrics. I mean, obviously there is a tiger print um, was one of the first <laughs> questions I asked, but they're beautiful. They're bright. They're vibrant. What I love about them is that you haven't made a product, a product to blend into the background. You know, you didn't use muted colors and try and, and hide it. It's actually like a very kind of bold statement. And I love that it looks like a scrunchie around your, your wrist. I love that it looks great in your hair. And then when it goes onto the drink that you can actually go out there and uh, feel safe. But I assume there's going to be some education needed about this because especially like for younger girls going out, you know, would they pop one on their drink if their friend didn't pop one on their drink? So it's kind of taking the concept of being safe as actually being cool. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, if jump, yeah. If I could jump in here, you know, I'm, I'm backtracking a little bit, but to your conversation, Jane, with your son, I hope that people who go out with this product, okay, wear it loud and proud and they use it obviously to keep themselves protected in those situations but i really hope that they become talking pieces as well talking pieces amongst families talking pieces amongst girls and boys when they're out so that we can raise awareness around it, it just seems like a great loud proud way of talking about this because the more we talk about it and the more awareness we raise around it hopefully we can bring a stop to this terrible thing. So I love the fact that they're loud and proud and I hope they become real talking pieces. For me, this isn't even just about people buying drinker bells. It's, as you say, starting a whole movement, a stop drink sparking movement, because the more people speak about it, the more everyone is out covering their drinks, the more it raises awareness and hopefully is, is more and more of a deterrent to those would-be sparkers. Paige, if you had a magic wand, where would you want to see this product in a year from now? In every gift shop, at every petrol station, forecourt shop, in every pharmacy, bottle store, pub, club, restaurant. I just think if, if girls do happen to leave home without one, they should be so readily available that you can literally pop into a store or when you're buying your drinks for the, your week, the weekend for your house party, they should just be so readily available, Jane, so that everybody is walking around town with a drinker bell, just knowing that they have peace of mind and that they are safe out there. 
You can go and check out uh, drinkabel.co.za um, and go and check out their shop. I'm on the site again now. Oh, I must say, Born to be Wild, obvious. Which scrunchie do you think I should go for? Because <laughs> I want to see every person with a scrunchie on their arm, in their hair, or over their drink when they go out. Because this is something everyone needs to get. What kind am I getting? <laughs> I think you should go and for the blue Paul. daisy. The blue daisy. Add it to your cart. <laughs> <laughs> And Paul, just to your point, quite a few men and young young men have also come forward, and you did mention it earlier, that it's not just a, a girl thing. There are some men and some boys that are being sparked too. So, you know, be assured, uh, Drinkabel's phase one, we'll certainly find a solution for the men going forward. That'll be phase two. How's that? Uh, I don't mind me a scrunchie. I love it. I love it. And scrunchies are so in at the moment. So... Yeah, well done for creating something relevant and important, but also super cool at the same time. Thanks. We even had a lady reach out on the weekend and she said, never mind drink sparking. I'm buying one of these to keep the bees, chochos and milkies out my drink when I go on picnics. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pete, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for making a difference. Again, thank you for taking trauma and moving it into triumph. We are very, very thrilled to have had you as a guest with us today. And all the very best of luck. Oh, Jane and Paul, thank you so much for this platform. Thank you for your support. Thank you for encouraging people to be kind because sparking someone drink certainly is not kind. So let's all together make a difference, educate as much as we can and be part of the solution. And thank you so much for being on the journey with us. Go well, Peach. Lots to love, everybody. Thank you. You too. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.